millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I love the forest, and I don't see how anyone couldn't. What with the chirping of the birds and the rustling of the leaves, they draw me in like a fly to honey. A poet once said that a man's soul lies within the trees, and I'd be inclined to agree. Near my home, there was a national park with plenty of trails, creeks and caves. A beautiful place it was. Long stretches of nothing but nature and its beauty. I never understood some people's fear or hate of the woods. Well, not until a couple of months ago. It was a cold April morning and I was off work. For the first time in my busy life for the past few weeks, I didn't need to make that two-hour commute. I could stay in my small town and enjoy having all the time in the world to myself as best I could. I went out onto the trail that morning. I decided to wear shorts and a t-shirt to embrace the cold, fresh air. I set out on the paved trail from the parking lot and then passed the yellow and brown sign welcoming you to the National Park. The parking lot behind me was pretty empty that morning. There was only one or two cars on the far side. The park ranger was actually sitting on the hood of his car, enjoying a cup of coffee before his day's work started. I was glad to know that I'd had the trail mostly to myself, and so I broke out into a jog, earbuds in and my favourite podcast playing to keep me company. The trees breezily swayed in the morning air. The sun clouded over. Maybe it would rain later, I huffed and shook my head as I continued down the trail. I passed another jogger at one point and we shared waves. When I saw no one else for a while, I think it was a half an hour, judging by how far I'd gotten down the trail. But it was about half an hour when I came to the Big Bend Fork, a split in the trail. It led up to two different paths. One path was a little more overgrown. I'd only been up there a few times. It led past an old barbecue and a bench, along with an abandoned power box shack, which had since been transferred to the other path, my normal route. My preferred one went past some campgrounds and a fishing dock. 
But to my surprise, the park ranger was there with what looked like a tranquilizer rifle in his hands. He seemed to be guarding the trail, keeping an eye out for anyone who attempted to wander through. I stopped my jog and took one earbud out. I asked him what exactly was wrong. Thankfully, it wasn't anything too dangerous. A few large bears had been spotted in the area near the campgrounds. It was a family, a mother, a father and their cub, and they had ripped up a vacant tent of another hiker. Now, black bears aren't the most vicious of the bear species. They actually don't tend to be aggressive at all. But with cubs, the parents may be highly protective. The ranger told me it would be better to be safe than sorry, and that my favourite trail would be open again tomorrow, when the bears had most likely moved on. That another ranger had checked the second path and reported back that there was nothing abnormal there. He assured me that trail was safe. And besides, that way was so much shorter and that I would probably be finished before the rain came. Not like I had a choice anyway. I jogged along the other path and ended up in a more overgrown part of the path. I hoped the storm would hold off long enough for me to finish my jogging routine. Another half an hour or so along the gravel path, grass started to overcome it further on up. It clearly hadn't been used that much, that was clear. I reached the rusty bench just as my legs began to give out a bit. It was time for a break. I slowed my pace down and walked off the trail to the bench. I took a seat and gave my body a breather. My head tilted up to the sky and I shut my eyes, letting myself get lost into the story I was listening to. I'm not sure how long I sat there for, but after a while I started to smell something Something invaded my nostrils, and I couldn't tell exactly what it was. It seemed to be coming from further up the trail, near the power shed. Whatever it was, I didn't want to stick around any longer. So I got up, stretched my legs, and did a few toe touches and continued up the trail. However, the smell became stronger as I made my way up further and I started to see some material along the trail. Bits of red, black, some grey. The material was discarded along the sides of the trail in patterns. I stopped and picked up a few pieces. Pieces of black hair stuck to them, thanks to static. They were pieces of tarp, Maybe from that fence over there, that would make sense. The material and the hair continued up the grassy trail. Something told me not to check, that it was most likely the bears. But then I knew another ranger was out here, so I carried on. 
that's when the smell got worse. The smell got worse and I could see red spray. It was on the grass. More pieces of tarp stained in red that led up to the rusty, cream-coloured shed building. I could tell from my position on the trail that the shed door was opened and that the trail of this paint or... Oh, God, please no. It couldn't have been blood. Could it? Still, I followed it. Breaking off the trail, I walked up to the shack, which itself had a small gravel trail. There was a sign on the wall that read, Keep Out, and it was rusty and grimy. The smell was unbearable now, and now I could see where it was coming from. Behind the shed, at an angle I couldn't see from the trail, was a large black body. It was a big, hairy, animal-like creature and it was ripped open with flies all around it. I clasped my hand over my mouth, fighting back the urge to vomit. I got a better view of it as I closed in on the shed and I could tell its... its face, its skin. Parts of it was ripped off clean leaving only bone and muscle behind. But the red trail wasn't coming from the bear. It was coming from inside the shed. The door was slightly opened. The smell was even worse in there, if that was even possible. Flies buzzed around my head as I neared the door. Every instinct I had in me told me to turn back, and I nearly did. That was until I heard a chewing sound. A chomping, spitting, chewing sound. And then a breathing, shuddering sound that sounded like a human. It sounded like someone being attacked by an animal. No, I couldn't leave now, not if someone was in danger. I pressed the door open slowly but surely. Pale light from outside beamed in. Dust particles scattered from it as more of the room was opened up and illuminated. The old power boxes and monitoring systems were dusty and destroyed, long since vandalised and abandoned. The red trail continued. But now it was blackened and thick inside the shed, and led into a dark corner. I could make out a silhouette in the dark and there, there was something huddled, or maybe sitting or laying, I couldn't tell. My hand remained over my mouth. The smell was absolutely unbearable now, but I still pushed the door further opened. The sound of chewing stopped, And as the wave of light rushed over the open door, I wish I hadn't seen what was in there. In the old shed was a man. No, it wasn't a man. A humanoid, maybe. It just sat there. Its palms were bloody and bony. 
Bear claws shoved into its fingers where nails had seemingly been ripped off. Its body was pale and patchy with thick hair and what seemed to be fur, some grey and falling out and some black and fresh. I looked over its forebody and I noticed what gives me chills to this day. The bear's face was plastered over its own skull, its eyes pale and features gaunt. I noticed more of the bear's mutilated body attached to its own body. Its nose was ripped off and replaced with a poorly fitted black one of the bear I'd seen outside. Further in the corner behind him was the unmistakable uniform of the park ranger. His legs, or what was left of them, stuck out. His chest was completely torn open and his entrails still hanging from that thing's fingers. A look of terror and shock was solidified on his half-eaten face. That thing stared at me with its head tilted in curiosity. I was absolutely silent as it was. It was like we were locked into some kind of staring contest. Like it was staring at me in the same shock and awe I was staring at it with. Then it smiled. A toothy, bloody smile. Its yellow teeth jagged and barely fitting together. My blood went cold. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. But a sudden lightning strike and rumble of thunder from the coming storm broke the silence and it startled me. I couldn't help but scream, losing my cool for that one moment. The creature didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. Maybe he perceived me as a threat or as a prey. But then it let out a howl, an unnatural howl, and it lunged off the floor. I was startled, but I've been running since I was a kid, so as soon as it started moving, so did I. I took off in a sprint down the trail and back the way I came, away from the shed, away from whatever the hell was chasing me. But it screamed like a banshee and ran like one too. I could hear its footsteps right behind me, its bestial, primal grunts and screams as it pursued me. I lost all track of time as I ran, all sense of being. Adrenaline rushed through me and I was on autopilot. I sprinted for what seemed like an eternity till I reached the Big Ben Fork. I looked behind me to see if I could still see it, but I couldn't. I couldn't see anything behind me for the length of the trail. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
What I also didn't see was something in front of me and I tripped. I fell on something hard but soft, fleshy and squishy, and immediately felt very warm all across the front of my body and face. Warm and uncomfortably slick. I struggled to stand but my hands only met something squishy. A mass of wetness and disgusting slimy surfaces. I sat up from whatever it was and could only see red. I wiped my eyes clean and then discovered I'd fallen over a corpse of a park ranger. And then discovered I'd fallen onto the corpse of the park ranger. On his back, his face ripped to absolute shreds. His abdomen torn open and half his torso ripped off. I screamed louder than I ever had in my whole life and scrambled up to my feet, standing over the mutilated corpse. That was until I heard the Benchy cry from behind me. I looked over my shoulder and that smell hit me again. The smell of this creature. I then remembered the rifle. Sure enough, the bloody rifle of the park ranger lay just off the trail. I grabbed it and checked it. It was loaded, and it wasn't a tranquilizer gun like I first thought, but an actual gun. I aimed it up the trail just as that beast of a man was gaining distance on me. It looked more horrific in the open light. I could see every vein, every patch of mottled and rotted flesh, the blood streaming from where it had attached the mutilated bear parts. I shut my eyes, expecting death to be coming, and pulled the trigger. A loud crack resonated through the forest. I didn't know if I hit the thing or not, but I heard a howl and rustling in the leaves. I opened my eyes after a moment and looked ahead. It was gone. Nothing was behind me, beside me or in front of me. The rustling of bushes got quiet until... Me, with this rifle, standing above a dead guy. Utter silence. I stood there like a statue, rifle still aimed, finger on the trigger. And I waited. I thought it would ambush me. I thought it was waiting for me. But another rumble of thunder woke me from this frozen position. Droplets. Then a sprinkle of rain began to fall. Without any further consideration of the situation, I took off running back down the trail. Minutes felt like hours, and my body soon gave out from the sprint. I couldn't push myself any longer, and soon I came into sight of the parking lot through the trees. I mustered up whatever energy I had left to get to safety and out to the pavement. It was then I noticed that it was no longer empty. Three ranger cruisers were parked in a wall-like fashion against the trail. I was panting, my vision blurry, as my body continued to recall from the fierce push I had put it through. But then I remember seeing men behind the cars, 
weapons aimed at me. Were they the police? Rangers? Had someone called them here? I don't know. I couldn't think. Drop it. That was the last thing I remember before I collapsed on the pavement. The patter of rain on my blood-soaked clothing. The final thing I heard before it all faded away. I blacked out entirely. I didn't sleep well nor feel well, even after they let me out of the hospital, because all that waited for me was a ride in the back of a state police truck to the detention centre. Details were fuzzy and everything seemed like a blur, but the looks I got from the cops was all I needed to know. I appeared in court not too long after. Two counts of first-degree murder of the two park rangers. They never found the bodies of the mangled bear nor the ranger in the shed. But with my clothes caked in blood and a rifle in my hands, I was the only possible suspect to them. With the huge amount of blood in the shed and one dead ranger left on the trail, I was to blame. I tried to explain what happened. I even tried to run through it all in my head, but it seems even ridiculous to me. What, that a bear man had killed both men and I was out for a jog? That my DNA was on the corpse of one and his blood was on me because I tripped and fell on him? An idiot might believe it, but sadly for me the justice system wasn't as dumb as some people say it is. It's been eight months since I was placed in this prison. Eight months since I've had to wear this jumpsuit, shower in the public shower, eat the crap they give us. Eight months because of my curiosity and my love of jogging. They're still doing tests and trying to determine every possible factor. But their searches across the forest have never turned up the body of the other dead ranger. No other body to prove the case that I had nothing to do with the deaths of these men. They actually thought I was potentially insane with the trauma I had of that day showing through and my story of the monstrous bear man being the murderer. My assigned therapist gave me this journal to write my thoughts in and even if I'm not insane, it still comforts me to write my story. It comforts me to know that maybe, just maybe, I'll be proven innocent and I'll be out of this place and back to my normal life. But I do know I'll never go jogging in the woods again. The other man couldn't have killed the first ranger I met. He was at the shed. There are multiple things out there in the woods. There are spooks and monsters, and who knows what else existing in the shadows among the trees. There are howls at night, shrieks in the morning, figures in the fog, the things grizzled hunters speak about clutching their rifle to their side. All of them are still out there. Word of advice to you. Be careful of the trails you go hiking on. You never know what you're going to find.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.